We began last week, last Sunday, and this is the second uh, session of it. You can go back to the other messages and you'll find that, I mean the other message, and you can find but one of that. Nowadays you have it on YouTube and all these other places. But uh, looking unto Jesus, let me say something here. I was meditating on. God shows his people things to come because of his love. That when things happen, even the, the adversity of the enemy comes in, we already know the answer. We already know the end of the story. It gives us strength to continue pursuing the will of God. Unlike being in, the, in darkness that you, don't have, you have no idea of what is going to happen. You've had, you've had the expression of uh, the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Or light at the end of the tunnel. You've had that expression. That is encouraging. And you know what? I'm going to speak some things about that light that God has given to us through his word. He, Jesus is light. And we have been brought into the kingdom of God so that we may be children of light. So my, my, my emphasis is this. God shows us things to come because of his love for us. If I didn't know the Lord and to see in the natural what's happening, I'll be so discouraged. But you know I'm not. I really am not. What about our nation? I'm not discouraged. I'll go back to the word of God, what the word of God says. And, and then someone may ask like, if he knows these things are coming, why doesn't he stop them? No, he gave dominion to man. In Psalm 15 says, the heaven of heavens belongs to God and the earth he has given to the sons of men. When he said in the beginning, let us create man in our own image and likeness. And he said, let them have dominion. Them. He turned that over to man. But he's coming. He's coming. One of these days he'll show up. And the devil will be thrown into the bottomless pit. He'll be there forever. Never chained in that darkness. And listen to this. And thrown into the lake of fire ultimately. Him and his angels and all those who refuse our Lord. And he will reign forever and ever and ever. There will be no curse whatsoever. We will not need the sun. Because the son of God is light himself. That day is coming church. Hallelujah. That day is coming. And it's coming very soon. So in 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1. He told us so that he may be encouraged. But this, know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. So what is that going to happen? If you see perilous times, you should not act as unbelievers. During even in death, in funeral, the scripture says that we should not mourn as people without hope. Everything we look, everywhere we look around, there is hope. Hallelujah. There is hope that you are breathing even this morning. Hallelujah. So perilous times uh, means uh, the, that word perilous is harsh. 
is harsh, savage, difficult. Are these words familiar? Harsh? Huh? I see that in media. Those comments, you know, under they are harsh. People are harsh in media. And, and, and savage, that's the wild. That's, that means wild. And then uh, difficult. Those words familiar? Dangerous. Is that familiar? Painful. Fierce. Grievous. Hard to deal with. The word describes a society that is barren of virtue, but abounding with vices. Does that, is that familiar? You know, I saw the other day, on the last Wednesday, when they were destroying expressway, you know, down there at Timilolongo. Those are like wild animals. No, 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 let me say, like, not like wild animals. I may be sued by animals, because animals, have you ever seen animals destroying anything? Oh, God, forgive me for, for insulting animals. That's wild, like the devil himself. That's the best, the best description. Wild animals even don't act that way. That's wild. That's being angry at concrete. Come on now. Being angry at concrete. I mean, what are you doing with metal? Why are you angry with metal? <laughs> or angry at metal? <laughs> what, what, however you put it. But those are harsh, savage, difficult, dangerous. And in Hebrews 12, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it again. I, I already said that this, this past Sunday. But this will help us go in a certain direction. It says this, therefore, verse Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, therefore, we also, since you are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the rest that is said before us. Look at verse 2. Looking unto Jesus. Praise God. Looking unto Jesus. The author and finish of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. That is looking unto Jesus. Looking. And that Hebrews 12 to the Passion Translation says this, I like it, that Passion Translation. It says, uh, we look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze onto Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. I like saying it in this manner. If you are led by the Holy Spirit, you're progressive. Life becomes better your future becomes better. There's no, is that the word, regression? Going backward? Not with God. If you're being led by the Holy Spirit, there's progress. Your life becomes better. Things become better. Amen? Now, in the natural may look difficult, but it has nothing to do with the natural because you are in the supernatural of God. So he says, leading us forward. Did you notice that? Leading us forward into faith's perfection. And then, and then he says, his, his example is this, because his heart was focused. His heart was focused 
That's gazing actually on the joy of knowing that you would be his. Are you, you're not convinced yet? The joy he was focused, he was focused, he says this, on the joy of knowing that you would be his. Hallelujah, that's wonderful. You know, I like mountain climbing. When it's so difficult, you, are, you have one focus. I will reach the top. That's the focus you need to keep. I will go to the top. I will go over there. And it's not going to take forever to get to the top. Every one step that I'm making is getting me closer to the top. Are you, you all have never been climbed any, even an anthill? <laughs> but that's what you do. You keep, you keep making one step at a time. You go close. You, you're, you're looking. In your heart it's like, I'll be up there. I'll be up there. But then the next thing is this. Go, keep going. In other words, don't stop. Remember that song of Ron Kennel, if you're going through hell, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Don't stop. <laughs> don't stop. Keep moving. Things are difficult. Savage. Hard to deal with. Don't stop. I didn't hear you say anything. Did you stop? Don't stop. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Don't stop. <laughs> Some things are so difficult. Remember that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you know how you start doing it? By saying it. I'm moving forward. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, like we know the scripture. Weeping men you for a night. But ahead. Joy. Go ahead. Go ahead. And everyone who's summited, they'll tell you this. When you get to the, to the top, and you, there's some joy that comes in there. Your body may be crying, but there is joy right inside of you. It's like, God, you helped me. Praise God. You know, when I read about uh, Eliud Kipchoge saying that when he, he, he ran those 42 kilometers, he said the following day he wouldn't go up and down the stairs. I thought, man, I thought him, he doesn't feel anything. Then I realized he was human. So when I walk the mountain, I haven't ridden 42 kilometers, you understand? When I come down, I don't want to go up and down the, the, you know, the staircase. I realize I'm not alone. <laughs> I'm not alone. Listen this. You, you have to pursue that. You have to stay focused. I won't continue with that scripture, but let, let's look at that word looking. It's an Hebrew word, I mean a Greek word, a forao. Which means away from, and then to do what? It's your, you remove your eyes away from and see something. Away and then to see. Look at this, what it, what it says in the word significa, signifies undivided attention. When you are looking, that is, you have what? Undivided attention. I don't like when I'm talking to someone and I know that the Holy Spirit is speaking and they're looking around. I know they're not paying attention. Anyone like me? Huh? I'm all alone? You know, you, you know it's, this is very important, but people are just looking around. I wonder, I wonder the shoes they're wearing. 
and, and the Holy Spirit is speaking. You know, this, but, but look at this. It's undivided attention. Looking unto Jesus. Looking away from all distractions in order to fix one's gaze on one object. On one object. It, it, having your eyes for no one but Jesus. Don't forget that. You have no, you're having your eyes for no one but Jesus. And it's a gaze upon Jesus, upon Jesus full, of, full of expectations that he's enough. Church, that's exactly, that's how it should be for every believer. He is enough. Hallelujah. He's enough. That should be in our hearts. When you are pursuing the Lord, when you are living for the Lord, we know that he's enough. He's all I need. Remember songs like, he's all I need. <laughs> my, my what? My full supply. When you guess long enough, now listen to this now, this is new. Uh, the other one I was repeating what I said last Sunday. When you guess long enough, you receive revelation or revelations of your redemption. When you guess long enough, you receive revelation of your redemption. What he has done for you, and this is our anchor, no matter what comes into this world. When we know what is done for us through his crucifixion, death, resurrection, and ascension, all what is done for us is our anchor. It's our anchor. When all that was happening on Wednesday, I woke up early in the morning, and the Lord gave me the word. He told me, I already gave you the word for the nation. I gave you Psalm 35. It hasn't changed. And I went into it. That verse 1, verse 1 to 10, the Passion Translation, I started saying it. And you know what that did? Brought peace in my heart. I wasn't going to sit down watching news to get peace. I already had peace. So when we gaze long enough, we receive revelation of our redemption. What is done for you? How can we overcome perilous times of darkness? That is in this world. How? Do you want to know how? How can you overcome that? By constantly looking at Jesus, who is the word according to John 1, so that there may be a continuous flow of revelation of our redemption. We keep looking at him. We keep looking at what he's done, and what follows is what? A continuous revelation of our redemption. A crisis in a crisis, I've said it over the years, in a crisis, the crisis is not what you're facing. The crisis is the inability to hear God's voice. But in that crisis, if you are able to hear the, the Lord, God's voice, you have it made. You will not be moved. You may be facing something right now so difficult, but as long as you are hearing the voice of God, when you hear his voice, this is what he says. In actual sense, this is what he's saying. I'm with you. I am with you. I'm helping you. I'm your strength. I will take you through this. And you'll come out doing good. Amen. I've prayed for people. I remember this particular individual. It was a couple, actually. They were facing a very difficult situation very difficult. Tell you the truth, I didn't have any words to tell them. 
except to believe with them. Have you had people go through, have you met with people that they are going through a very difficult situation that you don't even, even have a vocabulary to tell them anything? Do you know most what they need? Your presence. Just to tell them, I'm praying for you. Just that. Not I understand. You're going through difficult things. I understand. You don't. <laughs> the mistake that you... It's a, uh, you've heard me say this probably. The cliche is, it is well. That is wrong. Please don't say that. Go check out from the scriptures. Who said it is well? The woman whose son had died. Not the mourners. So you don't say it is well to them. Let them say. You understand? All what you need to do is just be there. And you can hold their hands. And say I'm believing God with you in this whole situation. Are you still here? Amen. But, but look at this. So this couple are going through a difficult situation. I really didn't have any words. So spent some time with them and, and read the scripture a little bit. And then I started, I prayed for them and I sensed his presence, God's presence. And the Lord said this. I still feel it like the way I felt that day. And the Lord said this to me. I, I asked them, I, I, no, for, sorry, I asked the Lord, what is this for, Lord? And he told, he told me this. Tell them I am with them. Oh, okay. That's what I did. And you know, they went through that situation. And they are better. Hallelujah. So this is my point. When you are going through a situation, difficult times, you need to constantly be hearing the voice of God. This comes as a result of your gazing, looking. So that revelation can flow. This is our light in the dark world. Hearing the voice of God, hearing revelations of, his, of, of what is done for us is our light in the dark world. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 60 from the Amplified Classic Version. I guess you are getting ready to shout. You know, sometimes you... you you're so quiet. If I was going to be moved by you being quiet, I will run away from here and go have a cup of hot tea at, at the house. <laughs> but I'm not moved. <laughs> You're getting the word. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, if they, you're feeding the child and they are crying at the same time and talking. They are not feeding much. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but when they keep quiet, you know that they are feeding. All what you do, just give them another spoon of porridge. So this is what I'm doing. Get another spoon now, right now. Okay, don't talk. <laughs> Look at this in Isaiah 60. Arise. Hallelujah. Arise. Come on, don't carry the cares of this nation. You can't. Come on now. But trust the Lord. Arise. From the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you, rise to a new life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Shine. 
Be radiant to the glory of the Lord. Why is that so? For your light has come. Hallelujah. Your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Look at what follows next. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth. That is the perilous times. Shall cover the earth. And dense darkness all peoples. But there is a but. Hallelujah. All peoples but. The Lord shall arise upon you. That's a prophecy that you can receive for yourself. Upon you, O Jerusalem, and his glory shall be seen on you. Think about this church. Think about it. When, when it's too dark, hey, it's time for a light to shine even brighter and brighter and brighter. Hallelujah. When they say things are not moving forward, it's time for a light to shine brighter and brighter because we have our gaze on the author and finish of our faith. Hallelujah. We are moved. We are not moved. And then he says this, and his glory shall be seen on you. And then verse, verse 3, and nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. He talks about light, glory, arising. And I want to focus on that light. Maybe at some point we'll be talking about the glory. But let's focus on that light. I think this is for all of you educated people. Very wise people. To know that you cannot see in total darkness even if you, even if you have a perfect sight. You didn't know that? <laughs> but it's totally it's dark. Even if your eyes are so good, you know, you'll not be able to see, uh, to see because you need what? Come on, huh? you need what? Light. So when it's too dark, all what you need is light. I was reading somewhere, they say that I don't take it for myself, I refuse it. They say that an, a 50-year-old person needs double the light than a 30-year-old 30 to be able to see. I refuse that. And Moses was 120 years old his eyes are not dim, nor his natural vigor diminished. <laughs> oh, you better, you better, those of you who are 15, don't think like you won't get to 50. You better be using your faith. But that's what they said. I read someone thought, really? Do they think this way? But listen to this. We need light. I mean, I used to see, I don't have my reading glasses over here. I used to see people, you know, the way they look. I mean, just... <laughs> when you are younger, you understand why people will do this. First, you see them. Like, Mom, why are you? What is the problem with the phone? It used to be close. Then you find like there is a magnetic force working against. Between you and phone, there is a, a rejection there taking place. And then they start. <laughs> I used to find my dad to do this. I said, Man, why do you have to do that? 
Until they, they need a light, yeah? <laughs> until, until what, uh, I think two years ago, they said, now you need uh, reading glasses. I said, okay, that's good. I thought about the image that I had was my dad. You know, and, and, and all the people that I've seen reading that, I, say, I thought, is that the image I'm going to have? Then I asked questions. They said, oh, this is progressive. I thought, oh, God, praise God. At least that one, I, you can come to the room. Even if I'm reading, I can look at you through this other part, the higher one. But I'm believing God for more light. Amen. Hallelujah. Becoming better and better and better. Listen to this. You cannot see in total darkness even if you have a perfect eyesight. You need light. Let me remind you of some things. Do you remember the functioning of an eye? you remember that? Anything? But, but look at this. You have perfect eyes. They're not diseased at all. But you still need light for yourself to see, for, for, for you to be able to see. Now, now think about this church. When you talk about perilous times, it's dark times. So in the natural, just like in the natural, you need light to see, to know where you're going in the spirit, in the spirit eyes which you have, you need light to be able to see through darkness. That's the point. You remember, the, the light will hit the, uh, the cornea. Remember that? And then it will come, narrow down to pupil. And then it goes through the lens. And it hits the back part of the eye, retina. Some of you skipped those classes. <laughs> then it will hit behind the retina. And then there is what they call that. that they take those images... And through the optic nerve, it hits the brain, of course, and then the brain forms the image. And say, this, this is what happened. God, to say God is a genius is an understatement. All that happens, you don't even think about it. It's like I've been looking at this side, I'm looking at Philip Courage, but if I turn this way, I'm seeing faith. And it doesn't take long. This image is transferred to the brain. That's supernatural. That's God. But look at this. That, that light has to enter in for you to be able to do what? To see. Don't forget that. Light has to enter in for you to be able to see. So it's the same thing in the spirit realm. Light has to enter in to your spiritual eyes for you to be able to see. Jesus looked at people who are these marbles and he said this. You have eyes, but you do not see. You have eyes, and you do not see. Let's look at the scriptures regarding that. Let's go to Luke 11. Let's look at Luke. Luke 11. But you got that. You got what I said. Huh? You understood that. You may not remember the cornea and the retina and the pupil and the lens and, the, and all that, the optical nerves. Miss Ruth, you're looking at me as if you know everything about that. <laughs> but, but you may not remember that biology, but, but look at this. 
all for that eyes for those eyes to see and for those image to to hit the brain light has to come in fast have you ever been in a dark room and you saw do those, are those Nairobi flies which have some light or, or whatever you call them there, there are some flies that are even if it's a small one especially for me growing up in the village there are those moments in the village we could see you understand we could see snakes in the, in the dark Pastor Wade told me this that when they came to Nairobi of course when they came to Kenya the first place they went to was in Kakamega and he said they will be walking now he's come from the United States he's come to, to Kenya to Africa and the first place they have gone to is Kakamega and he said we'll be walking at night we've gone for visiting some homes and we don't have a torch or flashlight and he says I'll be walking with these pastors and they say pastor, uh, reverend, they call him reverend reverend Wadi, reverend <laughs> he said reverend that's a snake and I, I jump and he says how do these Africans able to see in darkness <laughs> he said I couldn't understand that that we could be walking in the dark and they are able to see. And sure enough, a snake. We are made for Africa. <laughs> now look at this. Look at verse 33. No one, when he has lit a lamp, puts it in a secret place or under a basket. But on a lampstand, that those who come in may see the light. Now let me, let me explain it in our, in our modern technology and all that. It's like to have all these lights, you know, to have light in your bedroom, but it's under, under your, your bed, so to speak. Do you do that? You, you, you understand that? Or under your table? Or, but on a lampstand that those who come in may see the light. And then he says this, look at verse 34. The lamp of the body is the eye. In fact, uh, biblical speaking, eyes are gates into your soul. They are their eye gates and their ear gates into your soul. Then he says, the lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, when your eye is good, your whole body is full of light. But that is determined by the light that you are allowing to come in through what? Your eyes. That's why I, I, I tell people, and you can go study, pornography is destructive. It's terrible. It destroys life. It distorts. Can you think about what it does actually to the brain? Distorts it completely. Check it out medically. It's known. Pornography is known to cause madness. That person just loses his mind completely. It's, it's ah, I don't have words enough. It's this detestable to your own health. It's terrible. That if you've struggled with this and you're struggling with that vice, you just have to seek deliverance. And put your stand that I am free from this. And what do you do from that time? You start putting on the word through those eye gates. 
the word constantly. The word constantly. To erase those, those images. Because they stay there. You kept quiet. Yeah. I've fed you with another big spoon now. Now look at this. The lamp of the body is there. Therefore when your eye is good. Your whole body is also is full of light. But when your eye is bad. Your body also is full of darkness. Therefore take heed. Take heed that the light which is in you. Is not darkness. Take heed. In other words. It's not God doing the work. It's you and I doing the work. He's already paid the price. And then he says this. Go to the next one. If then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, the whole body will be full of light. Another, remember he says this. The lamp of the body is what? The eyes. So are we supposed to guard our eyes? Yes, please. We guard our eyes. We guard, of course, our ears, but I'm focusing on the eyes. And when the bright shining, and when the bright if then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, the whole body will be full of light. And when the bright shining of a lamp gives you light. Let me explain some things there. Let's look at that word darkness first. As it is used there, that therefore take it that the light in which is in you is not darkness. Let's see if you are able to see that. Of course, that Greek word skotos, or skotos, which means uh, darkness, which means to cover. The word is used literally for physical darkness. So in physical darkness, you need what? Light. And metaphorically, for spiritual, moral, and intellectual darkness. That also. It is used for physical darkness, but it's also used for for spiritual, moral, and intellectual darkness. The darkness arises from error. You remember that? Remember when you were speaking about living by the truth? And, and we, we saw that the spirit of truth, and there is what? The spirit of error. So darkness comes in. Um, it says darkness, the darkness arises from error. You keep hearing lies of the enemy... You're inviting darkness. What it causes is error. You know, you don't want... You just, just imagine of this. But don't imagine it too much so that you may not have it. Alright? If, if one starts looking at the children and he has a child like called John and the other one Mark and start calling John and the other one Mark, it's not a good indication right there. Yeah, yeah, did I say it right? Calling John Mark and calling Mark a certain relative somewhere called uh, Elphias. You know that's not a good indication. That means there's error. You understand? And that is actually what, how dimension comes in. By the way, you have to use your faith against dimension. You have to. I'm talking to so many young people so they have no idea what I'm talking about. And the older you become, you better, you better say, I, I refuse to have the wrong image before then 
you have to remove the wrong image concerning all people. You understand what I'm talking about? You really have to. I'm talking about living by faith. God says with long life will satisfy you. Not to lose your memory. I saw my grandmother. She lost memory completely. Completely. For years. I mean, she talked with the people who are dead. She was born again, spirit-filled woman. My mother's mom. But she lost memory completely. I've seen also my uncle. That is, he doesn't even know. He doesn't even know his wife. You have to use your faith all the time. Faith is a lifestyle. Amen? And that's why you have to remove poor images that you have concerning all people. Being old is not a curse. Being old is a blessing. Amen? Now look at this. This is, it brings in, it arises from error or ignorance or disobedience, or willful blindness and rebellion. That, that is what invites darkness. It darkness arises from error, ignorance, disobedience, willful blindness, and rebellion. Darkness, listen to this, darkness is an evil system absolutely opposed to light. It's an evil system absolutely, absolutely opposed to the light. What? To the light of God. Everything that rejects light. In fact, in that prophecy of Isaiah, it's like light came. I think we're going to read, read that scripture. Let's go to, to John, sorry, John, John 3, then we'll come back into the. Let's go to John 3. Let me read a scripture. Over here. How much time do you have? Now, cold day like this, people can stay in church for a long time. Oh, you're not convinced yet? Let's start from verse, verse John chapter 3. Let me read some few scriptures. Let's start from verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have what? Everlasting life. Verse 17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be what? Saved And verse, seven, verse 18. He who believes in him is not condemned. But he who does not believe is condemned already. Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Let's go to the next one. And this is the condemnation. Look at this. That the light has come into the world and men did what? Loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Men loved darkness. The light has come. Church, the light has come. It's available. But look at this. Men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. How is it like church? Think about this. God himself standing here in the flesh and you reject him. That's sad. But that's exactly what they did. God walking among them in the flesh. But they rejected him. Their creator, their father of Abraham, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, they still rejected him. Because of what? Men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. And then the next one says what? 
For everyone, because of evil now, for everyone practicing evil hates the light. Well, we, we, I grew up in the village, and in my, my, my village, you said there were some wizards and witches in my, my village. And, and at that time, when I was growing up in the 80s, and, uh, and then my dad saw, saw them, found them, because he was a drunkard, so he'll be walking at night, uh, you know, after having come from drinking places. But, but then at, uh, at night, they were known to be, they to gather in some places, some come around the homes, you know, you know. And, uh, you know, they don't wear anything. That's what darkness makes people. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with clothes. And people are serving the devil. <laughs> yeah, you understand that. But, but, but it reported, you know, someone comes with a flashlight or a torch. And think about that witch. A wizard is hiding and there comes light. And you find them naked. What happened? So light comes, but men, because they love darkness, they do what? They squint their eyes. They refuse light. They embrace darkness. They continue in error. This is, this is our generation. People are choosing error. People are refusing to follow the Lord. But thank God for many who are embracing the kingdom of light and living for God Almighty. Look at this. For everyone practices, practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. Light exposes darkness. That's why like I was telling you uh, during the transition that when you, when you start repenting, what happens is this. We are allowing that light to enter in into those areas of darkness and remove it. Because the Bible says this, darkness has never comprehended light. When light comes, darkness has to flee. In other words, when you go to a room, you don't, you don't a dark room, you don't switch on the lights, or you don't say darkness go, all what you need to do is this, switch on the light. And you don't have to bind darkness. What about easy on my life, when there are perilous times and difficult times, you, have, you must have that constant light in your heart. And that will lead us even, even if there, there is darkness all around us. Now go back to, to that word darkness. In John 12, John 12, 46. Listen to what Jesus said. John, John 12, 46. That is another word you are going to see about darkness. He says this. Jesus says, I have come as a light into the world. That whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. Hallelujah. Now, are you seeing that? Remember, are you still remembering Isaiah 60? Arise, son, for your light has come and the glory of God has risen upon you. Darkness will cover the people. But what are we supposed to do? We are supposed to believe in him and abide in in the light, not in darkness. It's dark. All what we need is much more light. It's dark. That word darkness, that, that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness, that's still a, a, the word, but it's, it's caught here. Here the word uses caught here in a Greek. But it says gloom. 
that believes, whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness, should not abide in gloom, should not abide in evil. And another word is sin, obscurity, night, ignorance, moral depravity. That's all words of darkness. But look at this. When we come to Christ, we don't have to continue in sin. We don't have to continue in evil. We don't have to walk in, 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 in the dark. We don't have to be ignorant or even to have moral depravity. The New Testament especially uses the word in a metaphorical sense of ignorance of divine truth. When you hear that, so that men may not abide in darkness, actually they are saying this, so that men may not be ignorance of divine truth. Or man's sinful nature, total absence of light, and a lack of spiritual perception. Listen to this, what he says. Look at what he says next. Light equals happiness. Did you hear that? Light equals happiness. I've never seen a, a, a joyful, sinful life. Oh no, not at all. Not at all. You, you, you ever go to, to the Lord and say, Oh God, I've seen, hallelujah. No. It's so, sin brings in sorrow. So light equals happiness. So you want to be smiling all around when things look so thick? Put, put on more light inside of you. Amen. You know, like that scripture, Brother Francis, this is a simple matter. In other words, whatever you face in front of you, you can, you can be sure God is saying this. It's such a simple matter. I'll fix this for you. What about our nation? Simple matter to the Lord. You think it's complicated? It's complicated if you don't have light. Now look at this. Light equals happiness, and Scotia, which is darkness, equals to unhappiness. If you want to live a happy life, walk in the light. Walk in the light. No, I, I, I enjoy life because I'm, I'm, I'm truthful to Tina, my wife, so I don't have to hide anything. All that is enjoyable. You know, so the phone rings. If I'm driving, honey, go ahead and pick up, check out who's that calling me. There are people. Not only putting it there, they fold their hands. <laughs> that's, that's, that's terrible. Just believers, we ought to be just walking in the light. You know, you know I say this, uh, like, like even Pastor Gala having been away for, for years. There's nothing I'm doing in darkness. Not at all. I mean, she, we can come down. And she, of course, she, she trusts me that much. But I'm, there's nothing I'm doing in darkness. Yeah? You realize I didn't buy some, some more things for myself. Since Pastor Kala left, Pastor, you changed vehicle 15 times. No, I haven't. Still that old guy. <laughs> but he takes me around. You know, he takes me around and I still like it. KW 2002. And he still does good. I don't know how many places you've gone to. And I literally have seen this, like, like recently, I was in a certain place, it's 
I was invited by a certain friend, a high-end place. And of course, you go there and you come out of your vehicle, someone else will do the parking. You know what they are called? Huh? Oh, okay, you, you know that. <laughs> so anyway, I came out and he parked. And when I was going back to get the vehicle, uh, I mean, to came at the reception, I had them calling each other. And he called the other guy and he came, he, another person drove it. So he brought it uh, to me and he said this, do you know why I was calling him? I said, I didn't know. I don't know. He said, it's because last time he, he saw me driving this vehicle. He said, when he comes back, I want to drive that vehicle. I thought, that's good. A KW. <laughs> They're competing to drive it. He said, it amazes me how you've kept it. I said, that's good. That's good. For 40, day, 40 years in the wilderness and shoes are not worn out. I'm, I'm, I'm not believing. I'm not for that faith. <laughs> I believe in God for new vehicles. You understand that? I'm not in that faith. But listen to this. Until then, it's in good condition. So I've heard, I mean, I don't know how many times the driver has gone and he's asked, uh, is this your vehicle? This one has been told recently. Is this your vehicle? He said, no, no, no. No, the way they talk. It's for my boss. He said, As, is your boss selling it? No, he's not selling it. Is he not selling it? That's the glory of God. Amen? That's why I encourage you that in your house, things should not be breaking. Plates should not be breaking. Oh, pastor, you're not real. I am. Are you a tither? Or should plates be breaking? You know, I talk, I speak to you about your kitchen, I speak about your bedroom. Well, let me tell you about your kitchen. There's a certain lady who came and there's a certain cup that I liked. Grain color. I just liked using that cup to take some tea. Just like it, just nice. It was the only cup. And then she came and it didn't take, I, I think the first day, she broke it. Then I was told, those are times that you thank the Lord. <laughs> Did you hear what I say? That's faith in operation. Faith does not just work in church. You understand? That's the time you thank the Lord. What are you going to do? Lift up, raise your voice and curse? No, I thank the Lord. And I, and I was talking to Tina and I said, and it dawned on me, listen to what I'm about to tell you. It dawned on me, dawned that his light came. I had not prayed for that lady setting us apart to serve us. And I realized that was my problem. Prayed for her. Listen, when people are coming to your house, you better set them apart. Don't just have anyone visit, coming and they come, they, they come and they start doing things. They'll do their own things. You better believe God. Listen, you better believe God for your house help. They're raising up your children. They're cooking for you. It's so sad. We saw even this past week of that, that lady in Cliffy killed by a house help. Allegedly killed by a house help. That's terrible. So faith operates everywhere. I pray for that lady. 
believe God for that, and I, I, I do this in the, in the ministry, any new staff member, I have to put my hands on them and set them apart. I found that in the scriptures. Equipments, every one of them, set them apart. Break the curse. Amen? That's what you're supposed to be doing, actually. Your house. People go even in hotels. And the first thing, they jump to bed to sleep. Ah, dinner and I don't. When you go there, we join our hands. We break the curse. Every covenant of the, of covenant of the enemy that has been made there, we break it. And then we invite the presence of God for us to enjoy his presence. That's how I, some go to hotels and they'll be strangled at night. Ah. <laughs> we don't. We don't. I sanctify everything. Sanctify the towel. The first thing when we enter into a hotel or in a new place, Tina and I put our bags there and we say, Father, we join our hands. We invite your presence here. We break the curse. What is that? Listen to this, church. Light has come. Light has come. As long as we stay here, it's light. We seal that room with the blood of Jesus. And then when we are done, and this one I learned from Pastor, uh, Pastor Wade, if, uh, and it's from the scriptures, he said this, if he's not being treated well, then he carries his peace with him. He says, Lord, I take my peace with me. He says, <laughs> we find that in the scriptures. If, if you've gone to a city and you've not been received well, and I carry my Or if, if everything has worked well and they've treated with much honor, Lord, I release your peace. I release your peace here. Someone will come in here and they will be, they will experience your peace and your glory. Am I still talking about light? All right, let's, let's look at this. Light equals happiness. Scotia equals unhappiness. Scotia, a spiritual darkness, basically describes, listen to this, everything earthly or demonic that is at enmity with God. That's what it, it means. When he says, I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness, it means this, should not abide in spiritual darkness, basically describing everything earthly or demonic that is at enmity with God. And in other words, we, is, he came that you may have that life, we may have that light, and walk in the light wherever we go. It doesn't matter how dark is going to be on this earth or in this world. Revelation of God's word in our lives is light. Revelation of God's word in our lives is light. Psalm 19, one of, one of my favorite scriptures, Psalm 19 verse 105 says this, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Remember this, however perfect your eyes are, or good your eyes are, you won't see if there's no light. Are you seeing the connection? However good your eyes are, you won't see without light. You need light to see. Naturally, eyes need light to see. What about spiritual eyes? They are good, 
Do you know why they are good? You are born again. You are a believer. You have been given spiritual eyes. But listen to this. To activate the ability, the sight of those eyes, you need light. Do you get that? I hope you got that. Do you get that? Did you get that? You know, in class, there are some who got A, some will get B, some will get D. There's some class. Did it bother you? Why? Here we are all spirit filled. We are A's. Oh, yeah, I, I proclaim that. I claim, I claim that over you. You have the mind of Christ. But did that ever bother you? It bothering you if you are not getting A. You, you understand? I tell young people, you need to rise up and look at the guy who's getting A and look at them and say they have same ears like mine, head like mine. Something maybe is different inside. But surely it's a head. <laughs> so, so but, but then you need to start thinking, what is it that they are doing that I'm not doing? So let me repeat for the sake of us. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Then I said this, however perfect or good your eyes are, you need light for them to be, for that sight to be activated. You, you see that? Because remember that light goes to the image and that light comes into the eyes and the cornea and all that process to the image in the brain so that you are able to see. If there is no light, you can see. You know the way they treat people in a dark room and then they put like plastic snakes. That's terrible. You don't want to imagine that, yeah. I can tell you don't like snakes. I mean, that's torturous. Is there plastic? But when light comes in, you realize there's a plastic. I've been screaming here for a long time. <laughs> Only to realize they're plastics. I, 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 remember, I remember years ago, maybe, maybe 15 years or so. But I woke up at night and right in here, in the, between right in here, I started feeling pain. And it was bad at night. And then the more I thought about it, the thoughts came of a, a heart attack. It started spreading. And I'm telling you, I'm using my faith. And I'm thinking, and Tina's saying, are you okay? I'm not, honey. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm pain. That whole, and, and thoughts of heart attack. Because now the more I had those thoughts, the more it's exaggerated. You know, it, it goes towards the left side. Not even the right and it was terrible. I was waiting for morning to be able to go and see the doctor. Then I have <laughs> bad. I mean, it was bad. The morning was better. Then I went to the doctor. I remember that doctor was called Dr. Bosire. She was so charming. She was in AR, a young lady. And, and I explained to her, you know, just I'm waiting for her to say something. I explained to her, and she laughed. And she, Davis, do you know what that actually is? I said, tell me, what is it? It's a heartburn. (laughs) (laughs) 
She told me people you never used to know that. But actually it's Hadba. Really? Now look at this. I was in darkness. Plastic snakes look re- looked real. <laughs> really? Those plastic snakes look like a heart attack. Even if it was, praise God, Jesus paid the price. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. But look at this. It magnified. But next time it came forth, I took some actor without waking up Tina. <laughs> and took her and just went to sleep. But recently I read, I read actually, it's not good to be taking this actual. So I, I, I read that and I thought, oh, but it worked. Before I read anything about them, they had worked for a long time. Then finally I realized I need just to get more water. It will take some time. Actual is just instant. Real, almost instant. But water takes some time. But of course you know what you're dealing with. That's the thing about when you have light in a situation or for the situation. You know what to do. That's the whole point. You know what to do. Light is wisdom. Knowing what to do in circumstances. You know exactly what you are supposed to do to go to the other side. Really, if I have not been hearing the Lord concerning our nation, I will be really concerned. In the natural concerning, yes. But listen, I know the voice of God. I know that. And we need to use our faith concerning our nation. And I am not going to say what other people are saying. Now look at this in Psalm 119, talking still about that light. He says this, the entrance of your words gives light. Are you seeing that? It gives understanding to the simple. Let me say it again in this man. Say it in different, different ways. It's like if you're going to Mount Kilimanjaro, you're going to Uhuru Peak. That's the peak. But there are different routes to, to, the, to the peak. So I'll say it from different angles so that finally someone say, oh, I see now what pastor was saying. All this time, this is what he's been talking about. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, The Noah's Ark accommodated all animals. Toto is took longer and snails, but they got in. I saw someone recently posting that. Uh, I'd seen it, I think, in the past. Noah should have done us a favor. Should have killed those two mosquitoes. <laughs> Just swat them. Kill those two mosquitoes. And he could, he could have helped us all this. <laughs> could not have had this many mosquitoes in Africa. But look at this. This is what I wanted to say regarding this whole issue. In the natural, however good your eyes are, you need light to see. Well, you, when you got born again, the Bible says this. This is the potential of it. Jesus himself said this. Blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. In other words, the ability to see is there. Your perfect sight in the spirit realm. But listen to this. To activate that, you need light. What's that light? The entrance of your words gives 
light. It gives understanding to the simple. What does that to do with perilous times? Perilous times are difficult, hard times, savage times. What do you need? You need light. You need light. What's that light? That's the wisdom of God. Knowing what to do in situations. And Isaac sowed in famine. You, you see that? And Isaac sowed in famine. Here comes a widow, goes to the prophet. Of course, the, the husband was a prophet. Goes to a prophet and he said, uh, I'm in debt. And they are coming to sell my, my, my sons. What did she need? She needed, was that a difficult situation? Yes. What did she need? She needed a word, the living word of God. A rhema word from God. What did God tell, speak to him through a pro, speak to her through a prophet? Go borrow vessels from your neighbors. That's the wisdom of God. Borrow the vessels. And then she said, I had. In fact, she said, I have a little oil in the jar. Was it a difficult situation? Yes. Can you imagine your sons being sold because you're in debt? Terrible. Sold as slaves. But listen to this. She needed a word from God in her time of need. What did she need? It was a dark hour. She needed light. And when she received light, she obeyed light, that light that had come forth. What happened? She was out of her situation. This is what I'm telling you. You need light. The entrance of your words gives light. It gives what? Understanding to the simple. If you knew exactly what to do in every situation, how will your life be? Think about the situation that has been bothering you. You know exactly what to do. What will happen? You'll be just that way, the way you are. I thought you were going to smile. Yeah, easy. <laughs> Can you think about your, your, your son or your, your child coming in and they started grade one and so And they said, Mom, look at this. The teacher really tricked us. What do you mean by that? One plus one times two minus one. And then equals plus x equals to 6. And you look at them, now it depends on what kind of a parent you are. You understand that? But if you know what it is, actually, the answer said, this is easy. The child is depressed by that equation. But you know what's supposed to happen. What's supposed to do. What will happen? It's easy. Listen, God has made that available to us through his spirit. Life is not supposed to be complicated. Colossians 1, 9 to 14. Can we read one more scripture, two scriptures, or several scriptures, then we wind up? You know, most of you, I see you once a week, so why, why should we be rushing? So I come, you know what that means? If you haven't seen each other for some weeks, and then you come and talk some more. Now, look at this. Let, let's, let me read from Ephesians chapter 1, from the Amplified Version. Not Amplified Classic, but Amplified. Rather Amplified. 
Look at this in verse. Let's start from verse 15. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant you a spirit of wisdom. Are you seeing that? And of revelation. Now look at what follows next. That gives you a deep and personal and intimate insight. In what? Into the true knowledge of him. There's no error. That is true knowledge of him. For we know the father through the son. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Go to the next one. And then, uh, and I pray that the eyes, whoo, the eyes of your heart, which is the very center and core of your being. The, remember this. He says, it, that, that scripture we read in Luke chapter 11, he says that the eyes are what? The lamp of the body. Their eye gates. Their gates. And he says here, that, and I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, be, may be enlightened. What does that mean? Flooded with light by the Holy Spirit. In other words, you have the eyes of your heart, but they have to be activated by what? By being enlightened. By light coming. And where does that light come? The entrance of his word gives light. The word of God is the light. Jesus is the light. Are you seeing that? Or is that so difficult to understand? All right, now look at this then. Flooded with light. The eyes, the very center and core of your being may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit so that you'll know and cherish the hope and it goes on and gone and on and on. Go read in your own time, please. God wants your, uh, the, the eyes, your eyes to be flooded with light. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of God has risen upon you. What is that? For people shall be covered with darkness. But listen to this. But the Lord shall arise upon you. Why is that so? And the glory of God shall be upon you. Why is that so? You're walking in that light. And next week I'll be teaching you some practical ways of to walk, walking in the light. Now let's go to uh, some the last last scriptures in Colossians one nine to fourteen. Getting anything out of this? Colossians one nine fourteen. Light came. Light came. Also, difficult light came. I remember years ago talking about that light. Years ago, uh, got married, and as few of us uh, who got married and I broke, I was one of them. But she has, praise God, she still was walking by faith, getting married. By the way, next month will be 20 years. My goodness, I've been that lady for 20 years. Faithful to God and faithful to her. That's amazing. Oh my goodness. I remember that time. Wow, wow, wow. 
I like really, I, I don't know about you, I like just lying down and thinking. Especially lying on bed. I like holding right over him my tummy and just, I want the thoughts to come from deep within me, not just from my head. And I like doing that. I just think and I can think of the day we met. Now you're not to be thinking about mine, you need to be thinking about yours. I remember the first time I you know, met with Pastor Swede and Carla, just thinking about those things. Do you know actually what those do, uh, what, what happens, church? You become thankful. I believe one of the reasons people take each other for granted is because they don't think enough concerning how God divinely brought you together. And any kind of relationship. I, I'm, I really made up my mind. I'll never take uh, Pastor Carla for granted. I'll never take uh, my being in this ministry for granted. I remember when that happened and how it's, it's being unfolding. Can I tell you something? I'll never take you for granted. No. Why? You're God's precious people. And you know you're not, you don't always act okay. But it's okay. Even I, I don't always act okay. <laughs> That's why we are family. <laughs> But, but really, I'll not. I'll not take pastoring for granted. No. It's, that brings, really, our hearts be so thankful to God. So this time, uh, well, we wanted to go for, can you imagine that you're gathering our money to go for holiday? Broke person. But I wasn't broke because I had faith. Then, then I, I told Tina, then, uh, we are going for a holiday, honey. I say where? I say actually, have we inquired about White Sands? She's thinking at least we could have begun somewhere inside Watamu towards the end to near even Somalia. <laughs> no cheaper order. No, I say we have inquired about White Sands, and that's where we are going. Honey, do we have enough money? Uh, we have God. At least we have to begin somewhere. Uh, I say let's. Go and sleep. Well, let's go and sleep in the morning. I'll pray and ask the Lord if he wants us to, to go or not. But very little money. I woke up early in the morning. I started praying. And the Lord told me this. Listen to what he told me. Do you think if you spend those two nights in a hotel, I'll be broke? I'm telling you that's exactly what he told me. And I said, okay, fine. And he gave me a what? What does that mean? Light came. In my difficult time. As a groom, you want to take your wife for, for a holiday. But you know what? If we hadn't done that, we could never have taken another. People wait for perfect uh, situations to act. No. You need the word. You need the light in that situation and start acting by faith. Abraham obeyed God and he went to the place that he didn't know. We did. And one time, actually, someone paid for us seven nights after that. Can you imagine? Paid for seven nights in a hotel. That, that's when you've eaten until you come out and feel like, what are they cooking today? <laughs> I saw a brother ask me, you spent seven nights in a hotel? I said, yeah, I paid for. What was the problem? 
You know, you eat until you go back and what are they eating today, honey? I don't think I'll eat that. Let's go back. You know, in a hotel eating breakfast, some probably of you can do it. Breakfast, lunch, or tea break, lunch, three o'clock break, a tea break, six o'clock tea, lunch, dinner. My goodness. For me, it's too much. For me and my house, it becomes too much. All right, let me finish. For this reason, <laughs> what was the whole situation? What was I telling you? Light came in that situation. Don't miss out the point. Don't hang on the story. Hang on the, <laughs> the point. That's important because light came in that situation and it helped us. You, you understand? Light comes, church. And that's what you need to be looking for. For this reason, I also, since the day we had, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Look at verse 11. Strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, for all patience and long-suffering with the joy. Look at verse 12. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be what? Partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. There's an inheritance right here. Being in the light. Look at what follows next. He has delivered us from what? The power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. And what follows next? In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for light. Hallelujah. He delivered us from the kingdom of darkness. In other words, church, it doesn't matter how dark it is in this world. We can see in the light. Go up again to Isaiah 60 and then we wind up with this. Stand up on your feet, please. This is what, it's going, uh, this is what uh, I'm going to do next week. I'll teach some practical ways of walking in the light in these dark times. As wise people. Look at this. Now, now see if that, this one now makes faith or quote-unquote sense from all what you've heard. Now arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Why is that so? Why depression, prostration, will circumstance keep someone? Because they're still in darkness. Come on, Tim, you can still come in. Because they're in darkness. But look at this. But rise to a new life. What does that mean? He's delivered you from the kingdom of darkness. Now he's brought you into the kingdom of light. Rise to a new life. Shine. Be radiant with the glory of the Lord. For your light has come. Come on now. For your light has come. And what follows? Light and the glory of God, church. For your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Follow what? Oh, go Go next is this verse 2. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and dense darkness all peoples. But there is a but. 
All of us Kenyans, we will suffer. Not me. Not me. I have the spirit of faith. Oh, our hope is dashed concerning you, DA. Not me. Not me. Why, my hope is not in that. My hope is in God. I voted by faith. I really did. I voted by faith. So not me. Oh, when I say that, now you all keep quiet. Listen, let me show you a scripture for this. Do you remember the 12 spies? Huh? All right. Two, two of them was Caleb and Joshua. The rest were, you don't need to know their names. Serious, you don't. Why? <laughs> you need to know Joshua and Caleb. But look at this. Then the 10 spies said what? We are not able. We are going to die in this wilderness. He brought us here so that he may kill us. We were like grasshoppers in their sight. Do you remember that? What did Caleb say? He quoted the people and he said this. We are well able. We are well able to possess the land. And God says as, as, as much as you've said it in my hearing. That which you've said that will you have. What happened to the ten spies. And the 12, to all the twelve spies. Listen. They received. They had what they said. The ten spies received exactly what they said. And the two spies received exactly what they said. You'll have what you say. So the others, they said, we shall die here. They died. Caleb and Joshua said, no, we are well able. They inherited the promised land. So listen to this. Don't be saying we are finished. Don't accept the talk of uh, this government has finished us. With who? Come on now. Pray for our leaders. Pray for the president. Pray for his deputy. His beloved deputy. You understand? Why are you laughing now? A beloved deputy. You need to pray for him. Pray for Mr. Kuria. And shower him with the grace and mass of God. He's our minister for trade. Now, now what's your problem? This, this, did you not repent at the beginning? You need now to repent another time. <laughs> but that's the reality. Look at this recent we are praying here, I think in one of the Wednesday prayer meetings. Listen to this. When you pray for people, all men, you are setting them apart for the Lord that the spirit of darkness may not control them. To bring destruction while we are here. You understand? You, you see that? You are setting them apart by what? Remember even food we receive with what? With thanksgiving for then it is sanctified what? With the word of God and prayer. So when if, if when First uh, Timothy chapter 2 says you pray for all dealers. That's exactly what you do. God didn't say if you think you are for the government, didn't say that now you pray for the government. And then if you think you are for demonstrators, now you start praying for demonstrators. That's not God. That's human thinking. That's, listen, that is politically brainwashed people. We're supposed to pray the word of God. So look at this. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and dense darkness, all the peoples. But the Lord will do what? Shall arise upon us. Hallelujah. And his glory shall be seen 
on us. Look at verse 3. A nation shall come to all your light and kings to the brightness of our eyes. Hallelujah. Light be in our nation. In the name of Jesus. Upon our president. Upon our deputy. Upon all his government. Upon Mr. Raila. Upon all those in opposition. Light be in the name of Jesus. Father, we do thank you for your light upon us. The ability to know what to do. I stand in faith as an under-shepherd under the great shepherd of our Lord Jesus Christ. That everyone you've called here, Father, every single person that you have brought in connection, connected to this ministry, in one way or another. I pray, Father, for their protection. I pray for that light to lead them, to guide them, to enable them to know what to do, even in our nation. I pray, Father, for all business people. Pray for those in employment. I pray for all those even who are desiring to step into something new. I pray for that light, Father. Light to shine in their homes. Just like you spoke in the beginning. I believe in that light. Can you read one scripture? Just come up my heart. I want to pray it out to you. From the Amplified Version in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Brother Francis, if you can get ready, I want to turn it over to you. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Thank you, Father. Listen to verse 4. Verse 3, sorry. The Amplified, the other Amplified classic version. But even if our gospel, the glad tidings, also be hidden, obscured, obscured is what? Darkness. You remember that? Obscurity. And covered up with veil that hinders the knowledge of God. That is what? Still darkness. God doesn't. It is hidden only to those who are perishing and obscured only. To those who are spiritually dying and veiled only to those who are lost. But look at what follows next. For the God of this world has blinded the unbelievers' minds. That they should not disarm the truth. Preventing them from seeing the illuminating light of the gospel of the glory of Christ the Messiah. Who is the image and likeness of God. Look at what follows next verse 5. For what we preach, is it verse 5 or verse 4? Okay, yeah, verse 5. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves merely as your servants, slave for Jesus' sake. Verse 6. For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, has what? Shone in our hearts, so as to beam forth the light. For the illumination of the knowledge of the majesty and glory of God as it manifests in the person and is revealed in the face of Jesus Christ the Messiah. In other words, God himself has shown in our hearts he's given us his word. So, what about when you are speaking words of faith, light be? It's, God, it's like God himself speaking from our hearts and through our mouths into situation. 
So I'm going to do this by faith whatever situation you may you are facing. I'm going to believe God for those words light be to come into your situation right now and that you came listen this you came not knowing what to do but you leave this sanctuary knowing what to do. So Father just like you spoke in the beginning and you are the same one Elohim who has shown in my heart therefore you know your people there's no single person here you do not know by their name therefore by the authority of that name the name of Jesus but by the authority of your living word concerning each and every situation represented here I say light be in the name of Jesus thank you father for answers thank you lord for solutions just thank him now just thank him just praise him glory to god thank him hallelujah thank you lord give him praise hallelujah